Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. Please stand by. Our service will begin shortly. stand by. Our service will begin shortly. stand by. Our service will begin shortly. And there's my mic. Boy, that thing is so sensitive. I never have hit no lot. Test one, two, okay. test.
playing a little music jingle. Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I'm Nick Prater, your announcer for this, the second Sunday after Epiphany. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the organist, Mrs. Courtney Sletton. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Shirley Oberman and family in memory of Earl Oberman's birthday on January 17th. So as you're taking your seats, just a few announcements before we begin with our worship today. Uh, First of all, uh, there are still contribution envelopes back in the narthex. So if you haven't picked yours up yet, uh, if you happen to be wondering where yours is, it might be back there. So please take a look at that back table back there. Also on that back table, I am going to be beginning to put the adult Bible study notes and the handouts in the back there. Uh, Those are just the notes that we uh, will have done that morning. Um, The ones from this morning are back there. Those are free for anyone to have. Please go pick those up if you you would like to go take a look at those uh, and see what we have been studying. Next, today is New Members Sunday. What a great day for our congregation to be a part of and that God has blessed us with. Uh, We will be welcoming them uh, a little bit later on in the service. There's also a potluck lunch and immediately after the service for which to welcome them uh, and uh, to celebrate with them as well. That's right after the service today over in the fellowship hall. Uh, Next, our mitten tree is still in the back for the school lunch program. Uh, If you would, please go back there and take a look if you haven't yet done so. Uh, and see there are different items written on some of the mittens. They get less and less every week, so that's great. Uh, There are different items written on those mittens that our school lunch program needs, Uh, and so please go back there and see if there is anything uh, that you perhaps have in your home, uh, or perhaps the next time that you go to the grocery store that you might be able to pick up. Next, council meeting is tonight at 7 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall, so 7 p.m. for council tonight in the Fellowship Hall. Uh, Our next voters meeting is January the 28th, also at 7 p.m., also in the Fellowship Hall. That's January the 28th. And um, that's all of the announcements that I have. Let's open our worship today with a word of prayer. Gracious Lord, as we take just a few silent moments between ourselves and you, we thank you and we praise you. We thank you, Lord, that you are our Lord and our Savior and our Messiah. You are Emmanuel, God, with us. 
We thank you, Lord, that you were with us here today. And we thank you that you have called us here, uh, that, that you wanted us to be here. Lord, you have called us here by your holy gospel, by the good news of your Son, Jesus Christ. We pray, Lord, that as we worship you here, uh, Lord, as we are served by you in this divine service, through your word, through your sacraments, we pray, Lord, that you would give us a zeal in our hearts this morning, Lord, for your house of worship here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We sing our opening hymn, which is number 907, God Himself is Present, 907. We begin this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Let us then confess our sins unto God our Father. 
Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you with God, word, and deed, and have by what we have left undone, we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your presence and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, new us, and lead us in, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. In glory and Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I have not hidden your deliverance within my heart. I, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog. And set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and hear, and live the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust. You have multiplied, O Lord, my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. None can compare with you. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I have not hidden your deliverance within my heart. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord.
be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, who governs all things in heaven and on earth, mercifully hear the prayers of your people and grant us your peace throughout all of our days. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Our Old Testament reading this morning is from Psalm 139, verses 1 through 16. O Lord, you have searched me, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my laying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You hem me in behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw me, saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Praise the Lord, all nations. For great is his steadfast love toward us. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name.
Thank you very much, Ringers, for that very lovely piece. A special thanks goes to the two moms who did it with kids in their arms, a special talent. Thank you very, very much. It's now time for all of the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message. Now is a good time to bring up your mighty mites as well. guys can turn around and face me, please. Oh, it's going. Okay, I'm going to ask you guys a few questions to start here. How many of you know what your lungs look like? Not just a pair of lungs, but what your lungs look like. How many of you know that? Okay, all right, that, that's about what I figured, okay? I, I don't know what mine look, look like either. How many of you know what your heart looks like? Not just any heart, but your specific heart. How many of you know what your heart looks like? You do? You've seen a picture of it? Okay, all right, okay, all right. But many of us have never actually seen our heart, right? Okay, all right, okay. One more question. How many of you have ever counted and know the exact number of hairs that you have on your head? Caden's like, no, it wasn't me. Nobody, yeah. I haven't either. Now, I have less to worry about than you do, but I haven't either. But there is somebody who does. There's somebody who knows what your heart looks like, your individual heart. There's somebody who knows what your lungs look like. There's somebody who knows what your bones look like. There's somebody who knows what your voice was going to sound like even before you were born. Okay? And of course, we all know who that is. Who is that? Jesus. Yeah, he knows all of those things. And that's what we're going to be talking about today in the psalm that was just read. God knows us so well, knows us better than anyone, even more than your mom and dad. Yeah, he knows you even more than your mom and your dad do. And we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about why that is so important, specifically when it comes to him saving us, which, of course, he has done through his death on the cross and his resurrection. Okay? You guys put your hands together and repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you that you know us inside and out. Thank you. For loving me. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for coming up. You guys can go back and sit with your folks. Our epistle reading this morning is from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, <clears throat> verses 12 
through 20. Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. Food for the stomach and the stomach for food, but God will destroy them both. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. By his power, God raised the Lord from the dead, and he will raise us also. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with the prostitute? Never. Do you not know that he who unites himself with the prostitute is one with her in body? For it is said that two will become one flesh. But he who unites himself with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a man commits are outside his body. But he who sins sexually sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. This is the word of our Lord. Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee, finding Philip. He said to him, Follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathan, uh, can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Philip said, come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of, of him, here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus said, You believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You shall see greater things than that. He then added, I tell you the truth. You shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. This is the gospel of our Lord. Our sermon hymn today is number 895 in the Lutheran service book. Now thank we all our God, number 895.
Please be seated. Would you pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is from the psalm that was read, the first lesson. You'll definitely want to have that in front of you because we're going to be going through it as we go along, uh, and it it will be helpful for you uh, to be able to see that. This song, I'm sorry, this, uh, this psalm talks a lot about, it talks everything actually, about how much that God knows you, how he knows you inside and out. And as I was preparing this message, it kind of got me to thinking about, well, how much that I know my own children. I think I know them pretty well. I know that in the morning for breakfast that MJ is going to want something having to do with peanut butter, either peanut butter and bananas or a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or a peanut butter and honey sandwich. And so sometimes what I try to do is I try to get that stuff set out beforehand so that when we come down in the morning, it's just there and it's ready to go. I know that because I know him, and this is what he likes to eat for breakfast. I know that Bradley, if I ask him what he wants for breakfast, he's probably going to want an Eggo waffle. And so we keep plenty of those on stock and on hand because we eat a lot of ego waffles, because he eats a lot of them. And so, same thing with MJ. I try to have everything ready to go in the morning, because I know that that's probably what he's going to tell me that he wants to eat for breakfast. And I know with Emma that if I hold her in a certain way, if she is fussy, that usually, usually, not all the time, but usually she will eventually calm down. And I know this because these are my kids, and I was there the day that they were born. I was there when they opened their eyes for the first time. I was there when they each had their first fall. I was there when the first two started to walk. I was there for all of these things. And so I know them. I know them pretty well, as, I'm, as all of you who have kids know your own kids very well as well. But as much as I know my children, I know that there are some things that I cannot do. I know that there are some things that I don't know. I do not always know what they're thinking, even though I would love to know what they're thinking, especially Emma. She's just started to smile, and it's just really, really cute. I think sometimes she's laughing at Dad because Dad's just weird and it's just nothing else to do other than to just laugh at him. But I know that I'm not always going to know what they're thinking. I know that I'm not going to be able to believe in Jesus as their Lord and Savior for them. I know that I am not going to be able to bring them to heaven. I know that. But there is someone who does. And there is someone who can. Their creator 
does. Their creator can. The one who knew exactly what their voice was going to sound like even before they were born, the one who knew exactly how they were going to look inside and out, the one who knows how many hairs are on their heads. He knows. And it is this knowledge that our Creator has of us that is really at the heart of this psalm, Psalm 139, that comes from David. Now, most of the psalms, most of them, are not meant to be read or spoken very quickly. They're meant to be pondered and to be read slowly so that the words have a chance to sink in not only here, but in here. And so this morning, I want, I'm going to take just a, a minute or so to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to reread this psalm. Jack did a wonderful job. Thank you, Jack. But I'm going to reread the psalm very slowly. And as I do, I want you to either A, you either A, have to be looking at the psalm as I read it, or you have to close your eyes. This is one of the most beautiful psalms in the entire Psalter. And so I'm going to read it now very, very slowly for us so that, it'll, so that we can allow it to sink in. Verse 1. O Lord, you have searched me, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all of my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You hem me in, behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, 
even the darkness, will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. A beautiful psalm, an incredible psalm. There are a few things in this psalm that I want us to notice. If you look at verses 1 through 4, David could have very well just simply written, Oh Lord, you know me. And just left it. And not said another word. David does not want to let this knowledge of God, of him, go. He wants to know it. He wants to remember it. He uses, instead of one verb, he uses six. Number one, in verse one, O Lord, you have searched me. Verse one again, and you know me. Verse two, when I sit, three, and when I rise, four, you perceive my thoughts from afar. Verse five, you discern my going out and my lying down. Five, you are familiar with all of my ways. And six, before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. He wants to dwell on this thought. He doesn't want to let it go. He is happy and thrilled beyond comparison that the Lord, his Lord, his creator, knows him, that he has searched him, that he perceives his thoughts from afar. Before a word is even on his tongue, he knows exactly what David is going to say. Number two, the second thing that I want us to notice in verses 7 through 10, that, that the knowledge that our God has of us is complete. There is nothing, nowhere that we can go that he doesn't know, that he will not find us, that he does not see us. Verse 8, if I go up to the heavens, if I go up, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, down, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn east, which way is east? This way. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, 
east? If I settle on the far side of the sea, west? Even there, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. Your Creator's knowledge of you is so complete, so immense, that no matter where you go, no matter where you go, you could go to Pluto if you wanted to, and he could see you the same way that he sees you now. His knowledge of us is complete. Verses 13 through 15, the third thing that I wanted us to notice. Again, the structure of this psalm tells us a lot. It tells us, as I said at the very beginning, that this, that this knowledge of David's creator, that this knowledge that he has of David, is not something that David, the psalmist, wants to let go. And so he says it again. He writes it again in verses 13 through 15. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. I was, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. He doesn't want to let it go. So he says it again. Well, Lord, how complete and full is your knowledge of me. And then finally in verse 16, all of the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. I want to turn us to 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 3. Paul writes this, but the man who loves God is known by God. Now, the word for known here is the Greek word gnosko. And what that means is, is not just known as in, like, as in like, I know who my kids are, and you know who your kids are, and you know who your mother is, and who your father is. No. This word denotes something like to recognize as belonging. To be known by God. To be completely and utterly known by Him is to belong to Him. To belong to Him. It's, it's exactly why we read in the Epistle Lesson 4 today, your body is not your own. You were bought at a price. You belong to God. Every single part of you, your insides, your outsides, your thoughts, your words, Everything that is who you are belongs to the Father. You see, folks, only your Creator can know you so well. I know my kids pretty well, but I don't know what their heart looks like. And I don't know what their lungs look like. And I don't know how many hairs are on their head. I do not know their future. But He does. Because he created them. Because he knit them together in their mother's womb. He has searched them. And he knows them. Only your creator knows you so well. Only he can save you. And only he knows how you must 
be saved. You see, with this complete knowledge of you as his creation, as his child, see, he knows that you fail. He knows that as soon as you walk outside of these doors that Satan is waiting and he will tempt you and he will get you to fall and he will try to get you to swerve from the straight and narrow path. He, 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 he knows that. And he knows that we fail time and time again to try to keep his commandments. And that's why he knows that you need to be made whole again. You see, this is why we baptize. I know, I talk about this a lot. I'm sorry, but I'm not. Because this is important. This is exactly why we baptize. Why we baptize babies. Why we baptize anybody who says, Pastor, I want to get baptized. Because it is through this, through being washed in his blood, he brings us through the grave, and into everlasting life with him, making us whole again. And so, and so God, the creator, sent his son to repent in your place because he knows, as we said last week, he knows he will never fall back. He will never sin. And so he sends his son to repent in your place, to pay your debt, to be made whole again, to be made specifically to be made in his image. Again, remember those words. When God creates Adam and Eve, he doesn't just sort of done and just sort of makes them, right? What does he say? Let us make them in, in our image. Let us make them in our likeness. And so he did. And through his son, through his death, and through his resurrection, through being a baptized child of the Heavenly Father, through partaking in his body and his blood, you are made in his image again. Every day. No matter what you've done, no matter how many times that, that you've done it, it doesn't matter what the sin is, folks. You are made whole again because of Christ. Because of what he has done on the cross and through his resurrection for you. Why? Because you know because he knows you better than your parents do. He knows you better than anyone does. He knows your thoughts. He can save you, and he has saved you. Now we know. Now we know why David never wanted to let this thought go. Because he knew that the one who knew his failures was the only one possible who could erase them. He knew that the only one who could make him whole again was the one who has searched him, was the one who has hemmed him in, was the one who knew his thoughts from afar, was the one who, no matter if he went east or west, down or up, because he knew that the one that knit him together, put him together in his mother's womb, was the only one who could. And so he is here today, 
offering you his very body and blood for the forgiveness of your sins. And I know that we hear those words a lot, and sometimes those words might, might lose some of their meaning. But to be forgiven of our sins is to be made whole again. To be made in God and to be made once again into the likeness and into the image of God. This is why he doesn't want to let this go. This is why David doesn't want to let this thought go. Your Lord knows you, and only He can save you. Only He has saved you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We say together the words of our Christian faith, and this morning we use the words of the Nicene Creed as it is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten is not made being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men, for our salvation, came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us in the conscious Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures, and ascended to heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Please be seated. At this time, all of those who will be welcomed into uh, membership, please come forward and stand uh, up here at the altar. Um, guys in the back, can I get the cordless mic? Can that be brought up here, please? The, the cordless mic. So if you are uh, a new member, please come forward. Sorry, come on up here. <laughs> okay, I'll give you guys one to share. Thank you. All right, and you guys can turn around and face me. And kind of gather around in the middle. There we go. Okay. I shower today. I promise. Okay. We are following uh, the order of confirmation. 
Beloved in the Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ said to his apostles, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You have been baptized and catechized in the Christian faith according to your Lord's bidding. Jesus said, Whoever confesses me before men, I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. Whoever, but whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is, in, who is in heaven. Lift up your hearts, therefore, to the God of all grace, and joyfully give answer to what I now ask you in the name of the Lord. Do you this day in the presence of God and of this congregation acknowledge the gifts that God gave you in your baptism? Do you renounce the devil? Do you renounce all of his works? Do you renounce all of his ways? Do you believe in God the Father Almighty? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Do you hold all the prophetic and apostolic scriptures to be the inspired word of God? Do you confess the doctrine of the evangelical Lutheran Church drawn from the scriptures, as you have learned to know it from this small catechism to be faithful and true? Do you intend to hear the word of God and receive the Lord's Supper faithfully? Do you intend to live according to the word of God and in faith, word and deed, to remain true to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, even to death? Do you intend to continue steadfast in this confession in church and to suffer all, even death, rather than fall away from it? We rejoice thankful hearts that you have been baptized and have received the teaching of the Lord. You have confessed the faith and been absolved of all of your sins. As you continue to hear the Lord's word and receive his blessed sacrament, he who has begun a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. The Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given to you the new birth of water and of the Spirit, has forgiven you all of your sins, strengthened you with his grace to life everlasting. Amen. And I want all of you to turn around and face these lovely people here. I now ask you, as their congregational family, do you promise to welcome them? Do you promise to pray for them, to encourage them in their walk with our Heavenly Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? If this is what you intend then please, by answer saying, we welcome you. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you for your great goodness in bringing these, your sons and daughters, to the knowledge of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. 
and enabling both and amnesty, and giving them both with the heart to believe and with the mouth to confess his saving name. Grant that bringing forth the fruits of faith they may continue steadfast to the day when all who have fought the good fight of faith shall receive the crown of righteousness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And what I'd like each of you to do, excuse me, that's why I brought up the mic, is um, just say who you are uh, so that we know who you are. That make any sense. There you go. I am Ryan Stockton. I am Anthony Presley. I am Samantha Schmidt. Uh, Stephen Roldan. I am Bobby Houston. David Hesman. <laughs> Mia, Jack, Josh, Natalie, Michael. Melissa. Let us w welcome them. I also have excuse me one more moment. I have a gift for each of you. This is from uh, the Dorcas Ladies' Aid of our church. And what I have here are Bibles, and not just any kind of Bible, but a blue Bible. No. Um, it is a study Bible. It is our prayer that, that you would um, continue, not just this day, but every day, in the study of God's Word. Okay? There are uh, wide margins in this Bible so that you have the opportunity uh, to write notes in them, if you wish. Adult Bible class every Sunday, okay, in your own personal devotional life. Okay? So I have each of one for the Hessman family. And for Anthony. And for Steve. And for Bobby. Samantha. And for Ryan, the one they, they said that they couldn't get. There you go. Uh, and that's all. Uh, thank you. Please. Please stand. Oh, wait. Sorry. Have a seat. <laughs> I'm all confused. Okay. So we're going to collect our offering now. And um, uh, so, yeah, so we're going to collect our tithes and offerings. Now is a good time to fill out the membership uh, uh, slip. I'm sorry. The attendance slip that is in the back of your bulletin. Remember that families only need to fill out one. Uh, please also mark if you will be attending communion or not with a check mark next to those names. We collect our tithes and offerings. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. Trinity's Sunday school and Bible adult Bible classes meet at 8.45 a.m. each Sunday in the school. A men's Bible study meets at 6.30 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the chapel. 
several ladies' Bible studies meet during the week in the surrounding area. For more information about these studies, call the church office at 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message is, How Well Does Jesus Know You? Speaker Emeritus of the Lutheran Hour is Reverend Dr. Ken Klaus. It's nice to have someone know and understand you. Today, the Lutheran Hour asks, How do you feel about Jesus knowing you based on John chapter 1, verses 48 and 51 to 51? We now rejoin the congregation during the worship service. Please stand. This morning we have a few folks that we want to pray for. Uh, first of all, for those on our health list, for Melvin McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Ella Clybaker, Flora Oberman, Landreth Worm, Dana Robb, Erwin Kruger, Ernest Shane, Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Oren Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Dan and Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Jeannie Stoltz, Marjean Clanton, Becky Morgan, Susan Stark, Wayne Towers, and Herschel Worm. Also for Lost in Graves, who had some abnormal tests uh, recently and is going back for further examination. We pray for him and his family as well. Uh, for a couple of families that are celebrating anniversaries, for Brad and Marla Stewart upon 37 years of marriage on January the 17th, and for Tom and Debbie Porter, upon celebrating 43 years of marriage on January the 18th. A couple of birthdays as well for Herschel Worm, who will turn uh, 82 on January the 18th. 
and for James Menning, who will turn 86 on January the 19th. With that, we go to our Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, you know us. You have searched us. You know when we sleep and when we rise. You are familiar with all of us. Only you, Lord, can know us so well. Only you could save us. Only you knew how to save us. Only you have saved us. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we thank you that you have grown your church this morning through our new members. Help us as a community of faith to be a constant source of love and encouragement to one another. May we as this church always seek you first in everything we think, do, and say. Lord, we ask that you would bless our new members, that their hearts will always have a zeal for you. Lord, in your mercy. For the Spirit's wisdom to remember, Lord, we pray that our bodies are meant for the Lord, for grace to live as temples of the Holy Spirit, purchased at the price of Christ's own blood. Lord, in your mercy. For a renewed passion to invite those who do not yet know you to come and meet you in the assembly that the Spirit gathers around his word and sacrament. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we pray for the government and for those who protect us that they may be sustained and upheld in every good deed. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we pray for those afflicted in mind or body. We pray for the grieving and the lonely, for the orphans and the widows, those persecuted, Lord, for the name of Jesus. For all those, Lord, we, we also pray, Lord, for all those who are on our health list. We pray especially for Lawson. Uh, we pray, Lord, that as he goes in for more examinations, that the results would all be positive uh, and that you would be with his family and grant them peace during this time. We also pray, Lord, for all those that we know who are suffering, that we name before you in our hearts now. Lord, we pray that they be given grace to wait patiently for you until you see it is time to rescue them. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we especially give you thanks for all those who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries this week, especially for Tom and Debbie upon celebrating 43 years of marriage, for Brad and Marla in celebrating 37 years. Lord, we pray to you that by your Spirit you would enable them to remain faithful to each other and also, Lord, for the vows that they have, have made. Uplift them in their love for one another and especially their love for you. Also, Lord, we pray for James and Herschel, uh, who have birthdays this week. Thank you for sustaining them in life to this day. We pray that your face would shine upon them each and every day of this next year. Lord, in your mercy. Finally, Lord, for eyes of faith to see, we pray that as Jesus comes to us in the supper today, with this true body and blood that we joyfully, that, that with joyful faith we may confess and welcome him as God's own son and Israel's king. 
Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we pr- in, into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. For what had been hidden from before the foundation of the world, you have made known to the nations in your Son. In him being found in the substance of our mortal nature, you have manifested the fullness of your glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. And with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was handed over to death, broke bread. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them. And said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
first of our distribution hymns today is number 744 in the Lutheran service book, Amazing Grace.
The second of our distribution hymns today is number 641 in the Lutheran Service Book. 641, You Satisfy the Hungry Heart.
ask you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us in faith through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look, up, look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Closing hymn today is number 643 in the Lutheran service book, number 643, sent forth by God's blessing. from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. So not only did Pastor drop the host today and spread it all over the floor, he also forgot to have us pray the Lord's Prayer today. So we're just off to a great start. So, But we do have the chance to make that up, uh, so why don't we pray the Lord's Prayer uh, before our meal in just a little bit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Again, a very special word of welcome to all of our guests and visitors today. We are very glad that you are here with us. Uh, to our new members, we are so very thankful for you. We are uh, excited about this day and excited about the opportunity to fellowship with you, uh, and we thank you for wanting. Uh, we thank you for wanting to become a member of our church.
family. Uh, and so I pray that everybody would have a very blessed week, try to stay warm, uh, and I look forward to seeing everybody next week.